0: Assalamu warahmatullahi wabarakatuh Welcome to our program You're on the Voice of the Cape 91.3 It's just 9 after 12 this afternoon And Auntie Abida Dixon Muhammad I'm Aslam Khan with you And today our guest And uh, different guest for today That's the Imam at the Blue Downs Masjid Sheikh Nasrban As-salamu alaikum
1: Wa alaikum salam wa rahmatullahi ta'ala wa Mawlana and honorable listeners Alhamdulillah We thank Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala For bringing us here today Alhamdulillah Even though I know um, me Myself, mm. when it comes to this time and this segment, Ma'lana, I wait for the voice of Sheikh Ibrahim Gabriel's. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant him mm. and all the Hajjah Hajj Magbul and Hajj Magbur. But I know. Uh, Sometimes we, uh, I, could, I could feel the sigh when we say that Sheikh Ibrahim mm. will not be here today. <laughs> <laughs> but inshallah we will yeah. do the best of our bullet inshallah. Ta'ana.
0: Alhamdulillah, shukran Sheikh for joining us uh, this afternoon. And uh, usually our focus in this program, we focus on marriages and the issues with marriages and usually it overlapping to family issues as well. Um, so today inshallah, Sheikh first and foremost, our Sheikh today.
1: Alhamdulillah, Alhamdulillah, Maranatha is a bit nervous. Alhamdulillah, beautiful weather. And mm. inshallah wa ta'ala, we ask that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grace us. furthermore, today is another day in which we can draw closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Mm. And whatever advice has come, irrespective of the speaker, when we speak about Qur'an and hadith, we know the reminders come from Allah. Mm. And we accept it and we embrace it as such, inshallah.
0: Mm-hmm. Sheikh, just give us a quick uh, summary as
1: to what Sheikh is currently busy with. Sheikh, the Imam. Yes,
0: uh, yeah, yes, 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 yes.
1: I'm uh, the Imam, Alhamdulillah, the officiating Imam at uh, Blue Downs Masjid, Tuscany Glen. And uh, I will also be elaborating further on that, inshallah. At the masjid, mm-hmm. where we, we conduct every Monday evenings our uh, hadith, classes after after Maghrib Salah, after Isha Salah. And uh, we're busy with our 40 hadith of Imam Nawawi, rahimallah. Mm-hmm. and I want each and everyone to join us We have time inshallah living in the neighborhood in the area to join us and then Thursday evenings alhamdulillah, after Isha as well we have um, a course and the course meaning just we will study the bab and the chapter in fiqh on pertaining to salah mm-hmm. so we'll be dealing with that inshallah I know sometimes people will feel despondent if we sit in a fiqh class it goes on months at the end but we intend inshallah in 12 weeks only inshallah to summarize and to give the most important aspects of Salah. I always make the example, when uh, Hassan and Hussain radiallahu ta'ala when a man, when, when they saw a man performing hudu. Hmm. And who was this man? He was a Sahabi radiallahu ta'ala And they saw that this old man was performing hudu in, uh, in a manner which Rasul Sallam didn't teach. They saw he was making hudu incorrectly. So they asked this old man, you be the judge to see which one of us are performing hudu correct. You tell us which one is performing hudu best. And when they, the two of them performed the dhu, so the man realized, subhanallah, I'm actually the one performing hudu wrong. And we, the lesson we learned from that is, who taught this old man to perform hudu was the best of teachers, Rasulullah And the best of students was Sahaba radiallahu anh, anhum ajma'in, And if they made mistakes with regards to certain issues and certain aspects, unintentionally, Imagine my honourable listeners, the mistakes you and I make in our wudu, Mm. 1436 years later. Imagine how our salah is made. Mm. So therefore, yes, I've been performing salah for 20 years, 30 years, 50 years, but is it correct? Mm. What is there? How can I improve on my salah, etc.? And therefore, these these classes will be merely to remind us, not to teach us, to remind us of things that we know, and sometimes to draw more attention to certain things that we lost focus of, Mm. inshaAllah. Yeah, Shukran Sheikh, So that will be for a duration of, of how long will this pro this uh, on Mondays inshaAllah mm-hmm. Ta'ala, we'll be covering not all the forty hadith mentioned in Imam Nawawi. Who is Imam Nawawi? Which why is it known for for the forty actually forty two hadith of Imam Nawawi? What makes these hadith so spectacular or so wonderful? Why did he select these forty hadith? And those things we will discuss on Insha'Allah Taala. It might not be forty weeks that I intend to have it, but uh, just withdraw the the most important aspects of many of these hadith together in one session, inshallah. Also, a duration maybe 12 to 15 weeks, inshallah. Mm-hmm.
0: Inshallah. So, definitely urge the community and uh, those who are in the Blue Downs area or even close to the Blue Downs area if you don't have a problem with driving out into that uh, area, then uh, please do go to those classes. I'm sure that we can benefit tremendously. Uh, to learn from uh, these uh, learning these hadith uh-huh. and also once again reminding ourselves about uh, the importance of Salah And and how to perform it and all those things that we perhaps we forgot here and
1: there We're human we, we make mistakes
0: Sheikh besides that just very quickly also Sheikh has also a, a teacher as well
1: Yes alhamdulillah by profession uh, a high school teacher in an Islamic school And uh, mm-hmm. I oversee the Islamic aspect and Islamic uh, studies and the Arabic as well, alhamdulillah, at uh, the uh, high school level, alhamdulillah, secondary level. Mm-hmm.
0: So that's at Darul uh, Arqam Islamic High School out in the Mitchell's Plain area, alhamdulillah. East Ridge, Mitchell's Plain, alhamdulillah. East
1: Ridge. Allah subhanahu yeah. wa grant all our, all our matriculants across the board to be successful this upcoming examination, insha'Allah. I mean,
0: definitely. Sheikh, uh, marriage, it's a very important <laughs> topic. And, you know, if the, if the basic family unit if that is right, the
1: entire country will be okay. Amen, I Amen. I so so true, Maulana. You know, when um, whenever we switch on the radio, my honorable dear listeners, I want us, first of all, the near must be this is a reminder for me. Sometimes we're listening and we say, Oop Khalima, of Was Maryam, of Was now? no, hope no. Just switch on the radio a bit louder so they can also benefit from the advice, Min Allah, from Allah, when you mention Quran Ayah. And min Rasuli he sallallahu alayhi wa sallam beloved Rasulullah, when we mention hadith, but we embrace and we take all the reminders. And then sometimes I think to myself, me, myself, Mona Gilda, every time to speak about marriage and marriage and. Hmm. But what our communities are not aware of as Imams, you are, you are faced with certain challenges. And because the general public are not in that domain, they don't know what the Ummah is faced with when it comes to social problems and domestic problems. Hmm. So therefore, we can never. How many times don't we have another talak or divorce? How many times don't we have broken families? Then obviously these advices that we are giving is not enough. It's it's an integral part of our of our society and the fabric of our society that strengthens and bonds us together. I just want to give a quick a few quick examples of the situation of this of the Ummah of (laughs). Rasulullah. And I want us to take note that this is happening next to me in my street. That when people are, when, when the Imams, generally everyone, when Imams are faced with, with social problems, there's either the husband or the wife, or they are, there's domestic abuse. Mm-hmm. Dealing with teenagers also, you know, they come from broken homes. Mm-hmm. The father is never there, or the mother is never there, or the child has to move from one home to the other, to the other, to the other. There's no one that can look after him. Mm-hmm. So therefore, we have these breakdowns. Then also, just to get uh, something very disturbing, Imagine my dear honorable listeners, we have young girls, they just got married, and then they still go outside of their marriage with other men. And so then imagine the men again, just got married now for two or three years, and then he again is looking for other options, subhanallah, in his workplace. And this is what he tells his wife. His wife said, you shouldn't, you shouldn't be discussing, you should no longer, you should delete all these girls you had on your chat before we got married. Mm. Delete them all. And then he replies, but why? I'm just keeping my options open. After two years of marriage, Subhanallah, Allah has granted him a child. Then also we have this and um, uh, something very disturbing as well in our communities. I spoke to a girl a few years back, 23 years of age, and it's a norm in that home that they consume and drink alcohol. Subhanallah, yeah. it's a norm. When I spoke to her about Jannah, that we will have our time to drink this alcohol and consume will be in Jannah. Mm-hmm. I saw the look on her face. Subhanallah, honourable dear listeners, the look on her face. She did not know what Jannah is. Yeah, no salah in that home. Now these are the things that we, and Imam, are faced with. The a few, few two years back, a lady, a man, a lady came, a, a man came to the offices, came to see me, and he was, he came from hospital a few, a few days prior. He was burnt. His wife burnt him. He, the husband, comes home. And he finds his wife, uh, these people living in the backyard, do, in the backyard dwelling, he finds his wife in bed with someone else, na'udhu billah. Yes. So these are the things that our communities are faced with dailies daily. But because we are not in that domain, we don't see the importance and the relevance of all these reminders that we get. Mm. I asked myself the question, and because I conduct marriage classes, also especially to the youngsters who intend to get married. Mm. I said, "Where did it all go wrong?" It is we need to change the mindset of our communities, and let us take these reminders and embrace it. Today, yeah, today should be the opportunity which I draw closer to Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala. Mm-hmm. The mindset must be changed. We go to the Quran ayah which Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala tells us in Surah Al Rum: "Bara' al-'Ard bil-Mashhadun Rajim, wa min an khalaqalakum min anfusikum azwaja." Allah says, from my signs, from the signs that Allah has granted us, from the miracles that Allah has granted us, I've created for you spouses. So this is a norm, this is a general thing, that we are supposed to be inclined to the opposite gender. But then the Qur'an does not stop there. Rasul Sahab did not just tell us that. There are certain guidelines on how to, how to go about it. How, hmm. do, how should we challenge these types of, of, of feelings that we have for the opposite gender? Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, the purpose and the reason for this marriage لِتَسْكُنُوا So that you might find tranquility So the two of you may live in, 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 in love and mercy and compassion Then Allah subhanahu says, says وَجَعَلَ And Allah did not stop there وَجَعَلَ bainakum mawadda hmm. And I've then created for you this deep love Subhanallah We just say I love you my dear It's not, it's not that mawadda that Allah speaks of That's mahabbah but is this deep type of sense of love that I, the type of love that I can't do without. Mm. I love you, my dear, I love you, I, I, I can't imagine my life without you. That is Mawadda. Then Allah ta'ala says afterwards, after this deep Mawadda, then Allah says, wa Rahmah and Mercy, Subhanallah. Scholars of, of this, so many ulama, they say that this Mawadda, this deep love, is because the woman, she's now young when we get married. Mm. She's young when you get married, and we go for the features, and we go for the looks, and we go for the smile, and we go for the smell. Subhanallah. And we see that sometimes, as we have said, we need to change the mindset of our communities. Sometimes, when, when, when it's haram, then we speak the best. Hmm. When we go courting and dating, and we know this is not permissible in Islam, but we allow our youngsters and our children to go visit one another. Hmm. When Rasulullah says when a youngster, when a male or a female are alone, shaitan is in the third party. So what happens, we go visit one another and uh, we as parents sometimes we allow it and we shouldn't. We must make sure that Maryam always has a mahram with her even after engagement. So what's all about going out, allowing Maryam and our daughters to go out with someone who is haram for them. Hmm. So therefore the mindset is wrong. When it is haram and we go visit Maryam, before, before engagement even, now we smell our best. Before going to Maryam, we stop by a supermarket, we try all the testers of spray. We, we can't even afford the spray, but we try the testers of spray, so you can <laughs> smell like a thousand roses. We walk in there, even have to borrow a neighbor's car to impress her. And then we try our brother's gel just to make our hair straight. All these types <laughs> of things we're familiar with. They will go borrow a cousin's tackies. Yeah. And then when we come knocking on the door, we're standing at the gate Mariam with a broken sweater Don't track suit pants She's now running inside to find the best in clothes. Yeah. Why? So that he now may be uh, uh, Impressed. And then we look at in the beautiful poetry, MashaAllah I look at your eyes, I see paradise mm. All these types of things And then we say also, you know, I can't breathe Without you. Yeah. He's 22 Years old, we, we don't know how he's been breathing All the time before he met her. But now this beautiful poetry, I, I can't breathe without you. Yeah. And what happens after marriage? And then they start speaking ugly with one another. Then when it's haram, we use poetry in beautiful words. We yeah. smell our best and we look our best. Now that it is halal, now that Allah will reward us for that after marriage. Mm. We are already married, why must oh, Allah still smell nice? Why? Then we don't worry in what condition, what state we get into bed. Dagger boots and all With what, what some mint <laughs> behind our ears All this types of things As we yeah. want the woman to be representable So should the husband So what happens in this ayah When Allah says Mawadda first That, that, that love, that deep love mm-hmm. As when I look at her And I see her and those things which inspire me and draw me to her, that mm. is the mawadda, the things that will make me draw unto her. But we'll continue yes. afterwards, inshallah.
0: Shukran, Sheikh, for that introduction to this uh, very hefty and very weighty topic, and that's with marriages. And uh, she has mentioned, you know, when they come with their jaw on, these days the guys, they GHD, they, they are blow. They are using blow dryers and all these things. To, and then the sister
1: has to wait for them when they're done with <laughs> it. The sister
0: has to wait for them.
1: <laughs> We're
0: going to go for our ad break We'll be back Our guest today The Imam at the Blue Downs Masjid Also a educator At her high school In Mitchell's Plain, That's the Daran al Islamic High School Sheikh, uh, Sheikh Nasir Barnes Our guest Once again If you have just joined us uh, This is the voice of the Cape 91.3 Our program we focus on marriage once again, and our guest today, that's uh, Sheikh Nasr Bonds uh, for a moment and I want to say Sheikh Ibrahim Gabriels, it's yes. Sheikh Nasr Bonds with <laughs> us <understand>. today, <laughs> and uh, as Sheikh has mentioned, Sheikh is the Imam at the Blue Downs Masjid, if you want to join Sheikh with his classes, Sheikh conduct classes in his masjid, currently is busy with the hadith, that is the Forty hadith of Imam Naw- Nawawi, <laughs> ta'ala. then also on a Thursday, Sheikh conducts salah classes, uh, that duration for the salah classes, 12 with Sheikh? For inshallah. 12 weeks inshallah So Mondays and the Thursdays You can go sit by Sheikh, And uh, Sheikh will be conducting those classes in the area of blue downs inshallah
1: Sheikh, we may continue. continue Alhamdulillah, as we've uh, Just to end of the ayah in Surah Al-Rum, ayah number 21 now The references are mentioned So that we can go to the translation Quran And share with others as well But when we listen to this ayah Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala We've discussed mawadda Not mahabba I love this I if you say mahabba means I love this dish but mawadda is a deep type of, of love that I feel I cannot do without then Allah Subhanahu says wa rahma and mercy See, so after that special love Allah Subhanahu then mentions rahmah that love In fi zalika ayat you will find signs in that for those for the people who comprehend who ponder and who reflect so why does Allah Subhanahu to use rahma afterwards it is because that when, when we reach that old age and we are no longer so f- as fit as we used to be when we were young, when those, that slender body disappears, when that that hair starts falling out and the hair starts disappearing, when the yes. ailment starts appearing, understand, we call that the uh, brullah and pillar phase, <laughs> understand? Yeah. that The rahma must be there that I will sit with my spouse at Day hospital after pension day, inshallah, taala zuma Sam a now. And then we have that rahmah and that sabr waiting for those for the stablet inshaAllah. We're not gonna say I have enough of you. Let me find something else now. Let me see where I can go somewhere else. No. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in this particular ayah has mentioned and if you take note of the ayah, meaning a long happy life with one another. So now the main question comes, where did it all go wrong? If from day one the husband proposes to the to, 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 to the girl, and she accepts that's now the happiest day in their lives where did it then all go wrong to five years after that mm. where she now wants to burn him with hot fish oil something that happens Yes, now he then he then refuses he then just disappears he goes to work one day and she never sees him again for years later mm. what then happened from that happiest day of our lives that first day of marriage that wedding day to where the to, to comes now with it was five years three years six years 20 years, 15 years, or 30 years. Why then, after that moment, do we now no longer find that comfort and that that, that love and that mercy in one another? Well, I've mentioned to another colleague of mine who's also an imam, mm. and I told him some shocking news. I told him the shortest marriage that I was involved in, Subhanallah. Mm. The shortest that officiated,
0: not involved.
1: No, 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 no. no, no <laughs> officiated, <laughs> yes, but I, I mean involved yes. in trying to reconcile, yes, yes. Well, that we had co- uh, um, conducted counselling for mm. the shortest marriage, Subhanallah, was eight days. Allah, Subhanallah. Eight days. God married the Sunday, Subhanallah. Big lavish wedding, and only seven days went by, and by the following Tuesday, then they announced their divorce. Yes. I
0: know.
1: Now what happened now, if that's, uh, only after a week. So after telling my friend this, he told me, yes, salam, that's nothing. The shortest marriage that I know of, he says, mm. was one day. Yeah, well. I said, impossible. Mm. He says, no. On the morning they got married, mm. and they started already with arguments, and the breaks yes, karma. Uh, In the that same night, mm. and the following day, they came to see us again, or my friend at least. Mm-hmm. And to say, what do we do now? You didn't mention one talaq. Sure. Now, what are we doing, my honorable dear listeners and community, and Ummah of Rasulullah salam well, How? Are, why are we disregarding this institution of marriage? Sure. Why are we taking Islam for a joke? What do we are we are we only looking for something nice for 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 the nikah, and then after that we we have no regard for the consequences thereof. Morana, I. I thought of two, two basic, profound, fundamental reasons for this.
0: Hmm.
1: Number one, first of all, my honorable listeners, is knowledge. Hmm. You see, the lack, the lack of our knowledge of our deen is so sad. When our whole entire life is based on deen. Hmm. How can my fundamental, knowing Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, how can that not be there? So, if you if look in, in today's teenagers, they go to primary school. And while they're in primary school, they're attending madrasa after school. So what happens? Now they go to high school, automatically now it's assumed you don't need to attend madrasa anymore. We're living in a society today in which appearance, parents say, Ach, for you, know, high school, the week is so The week is so and The week is al So what happens? Now she has to do a task. She has to go to the library. So what happened? That fundamental knowledge of the deen of Allah is no longer In the life of that particular person. Hmm. Islamic knowledge is no longer seeked. So what happens now? So say for example in standard 5 for our more senior uh, uh, listeners. Or grade 7. The learner now has madrasa. He went madrasa till grade 7. So high school, no more madrasa. No more Hmm. reciting the Quran. No more learning the deen of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So throughout his or her high school career. The loss he or she has. Is grade 7 madrasa work? What happens after that, my honorable dear listeners? Now they're attending university. So, on university now, the last inoculation, the last protection of the deen of Allah was a knowledge that he or she shaked at grade 7, grade in five, standard 5. So, what happens after that, Mawlana? Now they go in the workplace. So, where's the knowledge now of the deen of Allah? The last he did was when they went to primary school. So what happens now a few years later after that? Now they come to the imam, and now they ask imam, Imam, we want to get married. Mm. With what Islamic knowledge? Does he know the rights of the husband and the wife at that stage? Does he know what marriage entails? Does he know how, what he should do after the after so was Maybe after they have consummated the marriage? Mm. Does he know what is, what is now needed for him to be the imam of, an, of a household? How can he say he's an imam of the household when his own protection that he needed for his entire life was lost in standard seven? So is the same with her. She now has to be a wife because she now needs to find jannah in him, and he needs to find jannah in her. So that they don't have the knowledge on how to seek that particular jannah. This life that we are living, marriage is so sacred. Nabi Adam alayhi salatu wasalam, he was in jannah. You and I, dear Mawlana, we're seeking that Jannah. While we're in this dunya, we're working hard for that Jannah. Imagine Nabi Adam, alayhi salatu wasalam, was in Jannah. He had all the happiness, he had all the bliss that you and I hope for while we are sitting here in this dunya. Mm-hmm. But Nabi Adam, alayhi salatu wasalam, he experienced it. Yet there was still some sadness. Why? Because he was alone. Until Allah jalla created for him, our Honorable Mother Hawa alayhi salam. So once you had a spouse, alhamdulillah, you felt complete. How can we, my honorable dear listeners, feel that we're complete in this dunya without someone to share it with? So that aspect must be there. But how do we share that life? That is one of the fundamentals we need to learn. So the one basic thing is knowledge. The second fund- fundamental point in which we see our marriage is going down and down and down, in my personal estimation and experience, is the niya wasn't correct in the beginning. See, when we're looking for that handsome guy, and we're looking for that beautiful woman. There's a saying that goes, a handsome guy and a pretty girl will make a beautiful wedding. Mm. But a faithful man and a pious woman will make a beautiful marriage. Mm. Subhanallah. Oh, wow. So what are we looking for? We're looking for, the, for that pretty girl, for that beautiful girl, and she's again looking for that handsome man. But deen is not an aspect there. They're not looking, is he beautiful in his character? And he's not looking, is she beautiful? Will she be equipped to be a mother of my children one day? Yeah. And she's not looking, is he equipped to be an imam to lead me towards Allah when we're in that home together? So therefore the niyyah is imperative. As I speak so, so many times to youngsters. And yes, the shahwa, the feeling is there, and Allah mm-hmm. created us for that. If that feeling wasn't there, then we wouldn't feel that, uh, that we wouldn't be incited to the opposite say, or, or attracted to the opposite gender. Mm. So that was Allah created us with that feeling. But if the near is not to please Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in this endeavor, in seeking happiness in our marriage, if Allah is not the focal point, what else do we expect except problems in the marriage like that? Mm. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will definitely test us. The most of pious people were tested. So a test will come. But once we have Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in sight, once Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the focus, then then we will know how to overcome those obstacles that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has placed before us as tests. So the niyyah must be lillahi ta'ala for the sake of Allah. What happens is they, they get married, no, we want to make it halal. He, she wants to sleep with him and he wants to sleep with her in a halal manner. Nothing wrong. But if that is the niyyah, what then happens after the first night after that niya has been fulfilled? Mm. If the niya has to sleep with him and, and the niya is to sleep with her, in a halal manner, it's good. As long as it's not haram. But if that is the only intention and in niya for marriage, what then happens after a week? Because that niya has been fulfilled. What's going to happen now? But if the niya is for the sake of Allah, I want to marry you to preserve my dignity and chastity, because in you, my dear wife, I will find Jannah. Hmm. Because the moment I do my rights unto you, it is because I'm co- I'm conforming with the orders and the commands of Allah. So Allah Jalla wa A'la will reward me for looking after you. And vice versa. Oh, my dear husband, in you I can find Jannah. In my obedience to you, my dear husband, I automatically am obedient to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So in you I find my Jannah. And the reason for getting married is so that we can complete one another and fulfill one another's taqwa. Or attain that taqwa in Allah consciousness. And that is a lifelong struggle I can never say I have achieved. I need to please Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala through, through you. And you, my dear wife, need to, need to find to please Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala through the husband. For the sake of Allah. And once that is a focal point, then inshallah ta'ala will, say they will have a happy marriage. Because to attain the taqwa is a lifelong struggle. I can never say I, I attained it in two years, three years, five years, twenty years. But as long as that is there, we know we're working constantly on our marriage for the sake of Allah Jalla wa'ala.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, at this time, I just want to look at some of those messages. Um, the person says here, it's Tariq Isaacs from Ocean View on our SMS line. He says, I'm listening to the program and can I relate exactly to what Sheikh is speaking about. Lol, he says, may Allah protect us. Then another Amen. listener mentions SMS. It says here, I'm married 20 years now, and uh, now I even love my wife more. So to the young <laughs> out there, <laughs> it's <laughs> all about respect and understanding. Uh, today, says the SMS, it's all about status and money
1: Subhanallah, true
0: So that being the case um, So important, those two, uh, that point that has been raised there I think we're just going to go for our ad at this time And then we'll come back with our guest, uh, Sheikh Nasser Barnes
1: Live from Cape town this is the Voice of the Cape 91.3 FM
0: uh, Welcome once again to our program on the voice of the Cape Our guest today is Sheikh Nasser Barnes And uh, sharing with us advice uh, pertaining to marriages And um, looking at the breakdowns, looking how it starts out It start out so very wonderful You know, it started out like a dream And not too long as she had mentioned Someone even mentioning that it lasting only a day Dang. And she thought eight days was quick So... Someone mentioned that a day. A day. Subhanallah.
1: Allah. Ya Rab. Allah Subhanahu wa Ta'ala protect us all. I Allah mean. increase our, our marriages, insha'Allah Ta'ala, and our respect and love for one another. And Allah Subhanahu wa Ta'ala grant that all our youngsters who get married now, that they get married for the right reasons with the good intentions, insha'Allah Ta'ala. Mm-hmm. And that's why it reminds me of a hadith in Tidmidi Maulana which mm-hmm. Rasulullah says, There's nothing placed on the scale that is more beloved and more heavier than good character. Subhanallah. A person's good character towards someone else, towards someone else, will be placed heavy on the scales of good deeds. The question is: Rasulullah used it as a general statement. Imagine, my dear husbands and my dear wives, if we have good character towards one another. It is so easy to show our kindness and to put on a smile for other people, but when we come at home, Subhanallah, it is difficult to get a smile from us. And it's difficult to find that, that happiness inside our homes, but it's easy for us to put on an act outside. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us true understanding of His deen. And in order for this, just a few, a few basic basic tips for our young couples that are, that are embarking on marriage, and even for our older generation and our older couples, to try and rekindle these types of tips that we'll be giving now, insha'Allah. Number one, that is to love each other for the sake of Allah. I love you, and we already started expounding on that before the break. That whenever I remind, whenever the husband reminds a wife, No, my dear, do it like this. No, my dear, cover your scarf. No, my dear, dress properly. Don't put on makeup when we leave the home. And she reminds him, Come, my husband, aren't you going to the masjid for salah? Come, my dear husband, it is time for fajr. Wake up. Come, my dear husband. I don't see you recite Quran. Oh, come! The moment they remind one another of good actions, then those are signs that their love is based on taqwa Allah. But the moment it's only come, you must go work, go work overtime and work for a Oh, he screams at her. I can't no And all these types of things. What's it? Their love and their marriage is based on only on material, materialistic things, but not on the taqwa of Allah. But the moment there's reminding. Of good deeds. The moment is reminding for the sake of Allah. The moment is reminding and encouraging one to attain the Jannah. And those are the signs that the marriage is based on the deen of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and taqwa. And it's not far-fetched. We, we, we're doing now on the days of, of Hajj. We're almost in, uh, in the month of Al-Hijjah insha'Allah ta'ala. When Nabi Ibrahim alayhi salam. When he told Hajjara rahmatullahi alayhi radiallahu ta'ala anha. When he told her that uh, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala commands me to leave you. She, Hajra Allah anha and Nabi Ismail alayhi salam, they were in a barren land. Nabi Ibrahim alayhi salatu turned away and walked away. She asked, where are you going, my dear husband? She, he then said, I have to leave you. She asked, is this a command of Allah jalla wa Aala? He says, yes, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala commanded me to leave you here. At this place with nothing. What did she say? Look at her response. Her response was, are you mad? What are you leaving us with? What are we going to do now? She said, listen to the taqwa of the wife of Nabi Ibrahim alayhi salam. Her taqwa was, if Allah ordered you to do that, then Allah will not forsake us. But we sometimes as wives, we're willing to to let our husbands work far. We're willing to let our husbands work day and night, even if they must Jumu'ah. They must go work, even if it's in a place where where no Jumu'ah is performed then they must go because we want, we want our kitchen cupboards. We want this. <laughs> and the same for, the, for, the, for our, our husbands. We prepare to put our women in the corporate world. We are prepared to let our daughters dress naked to fit in university, to fit in in the workplace, irrespective if it is at the, at the sacrifice of their deen, at the sacrifice of the taqwa. Mm. So therefore, as husbands and wives, important I've mentioned in the aspect of parenting as well, as mothers and fathers... We need to play that that joint role. We need to synergize, subhanallah. And the advice we give, it is for everyone. I should not be listening and thinking to myself, I hope that one is listening and this one is taking note. But I should reflect in my own self. And maybe this message is for me. Sometimes we only take what we want, mollana. We only listen to what we want. It reminds me of another couple, subhanallah. Old couple. And we use the term synergize, synergize. We said, no, you need. they were arguing about the, the, up, the, 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 um, the rearing and the upbringing of, of, of one of the children. And we said, no, you need to synergize. You need to sit with one another. Synergize means to work together to achieve one, the same purpose and the same goal. That's what synergize mean. And we said, no, you synergize and work together. And once you have a synergy, alhamdulillah have to And then the husband went home. The following week, the wife phoned again. She said, sheikh. What means synergize? <laughs> you said, no, it means uh, to work together, by <laughs> Makato oh, send it for my man. Iso. To I after that, he man, can you work, can you The Imam said, just for sin. So what happens is, Molana, <laughs> we only listen yeah, of the meant. whole entire message what we feel suits us. Yeah. And this is a problem too, my dear listeners and honorable listeners. Even when we go for counseling, the near sometimes is also not correct. When we go for counseling, both husband and wife was come with, must come with the intention and the near. I want our marriage to work. That's why we're seeking help and assistance. Nine out of ten cases it doesn't work. The reason for that is the husband is only coming to prove the wife wrong. Sheikh, play fast, who say, send it is fakir, and vice versa. She again calls a meeting. And they come in for counseling only so the, so the imam can, can prove the husband wrong. So now when they go home, that must not be the intention of a counseling session. When you come, no marriage will work, my dear honorable listeners, if only one wants it to work. The imam can't force the husband to love, nor can he force the wife to love. The two of you, when you met years ago, you founded love in each other and nobody was involved there. So you need to rekindle that with the advice given by the sheikh, by the counsellor, by whoever assists you from the Qur'an of Allah. Because Allah would know best because Allah created us. And the guidance of Rasulullah alayhi salatu wasalam, he would then also know second best because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala guided Rasulullah to guide us. So therefore we take these lessons. What better time now? In the hadith of Ibn Abbas. He says there are no better actions to be done in the first 10 days of the hijjah No better actions to be done. Then the, Rasool, then the Sahaba asked, Ya Rasulullah, to do good actions in the first 10 days of the hijjah is that better than all the other actions? Even jihad, even fighting in the path of Allah, Ya Rasulullah. Rasulullah, asked, even going in the path of Allah, except... If a person were to live and go in the path of Allah with his money, and his life, and he doesn't return home, meaning he died in the path of Allah, only dying in the path of Allah would be better than actions done during these first days of the al-Hijjah. So we should, uh, uh, we should, um, uh, we should use these ten days. We should use it to conduct these ten days in the form of ibadah with his fasting, with his dhikr, with his Quran, and sometimes also. That we forget even just to smile at our spouses, at our wives, at our husband is a sadaqah. We forget just to give a kind word to them, is a sadaqah. We forget that just to give them a hug and say, I love you my dear, or oh, I love you my dear husband. We forget that that is a sadaqah. Which better day to do it in these upcoming 10 days of the hijjah. Hmm. Then we need to be grateful also for the favors that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has bestowed upon us. We need to thank one another we find that even in the manner in which husband and wife speak to one another subhanallah it is exactly what shaitan wants when, when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says man la yashkurun la whoever is not grateful to man to man in turn is not grateful to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala so we shouldn't tell the husband no he knows he must do it but if we could tell him my dear husband shukran for working for us my dear yeah. husband, I'm so grateful, alhamdulillah, that you are the one, alhamdulillah, who goes out in the rain, It goes out in, in the cold, irrespective of what time of the day, alhamdulillah, you're working for us. If I look at my, my neighbors, their husbands don't want to work for them, subhanallah. They have endless problems. So once we show that gratitude, subhanallah, even though it is a husband's duty, imagine how grateful he would feel that his wife appreciated. And the same with the, with the, with the husband. I don't say, I go work, if we can say shukran my dear Alhamdulillah You know when I come home I'm tired But you all day at home and you work Or you're standing in front of the stove Or you sing to the kids Or you doing this Alhamdulillah I appreciate it Let's, let's see the best of people With Amir al-Mu'min Umar ibn Khattab On one occasion was the Amir, Amir al-Mu'minin Was the leader of the entire Muslim Ummah at that time and so he has to see to the, to the affairs of the Muslim Ummah at large. So imagine that was the work of Amir al Umar bin Khattab So going home is like when, we, when the husbands come home and we're tired and we're sick and we have a headache and we're just seeking some peace and quiet. So Amir Mu'minin goes home and then his wife started to argue with Amir Mu'minin Umar, Umar al-Khattab Then his wife is starting to argue with him. Then what happens? is that he saw that there was a Sahabi, another Sahabi companion of Rasulullah A.S. He he had a difficult time with his wife. So this Sahabi, he says, and now I'm going to go to Amir al-Mu'minin and complain that I have a disobedient, complaining, moaning wife. He then goes to Amir al-Mu'minin and just as he's about to knock, subhanallah, he hears that Umar ibn Khattab's wife also arguing and scolding at him. He says, subhanallah, I come to the to the leader of the mu'mineen for advice about my moaning and groaning wife at home instead of subhanallah, it is the problem. Same thing. Don't we find it relevant today, my honorable dear listeners? Don't we find that the wife is moaning and groaning continuously? Or we find that the husband is moaning and groaning also continuously? And they're, not, they're not groaning and moaning all the time, but in our mind it seems as if it's all the time. So he said, no, I can't ask Amir al for for advice. He's going through the very same difficulty. So the Sahabi, he just left. Amir al-Mu'mineen then notices he walks away. And a few days later, when he saw the Sahabi again, he says, come here. I noticed you came to my house a few days ago. You, were, you were, And so you just left. Is there anything you wanted? He says, yeah, Amir al he says, I came to you for advice with regard to my wife that is arguing and moaning and groaning. I come to you for advice and I see you in the same situation. You in the same boat, subhanAllah. Amir Mu'minin Umar ibn Khattab, radiyallahu ta'ala an. This giant of his, sahaba, this giant Amir, subhanAllah. When he walks on one side of the road, shaytan walks on the other side of the road, subhanAllah. This was Amir Mu'minin. Let us listen to his response. And no man out there can claim that we are better than Amir al-Mu'minin. He says, come here, he says, come here let me explain something to you. When I have a difficult day, we seem to the affairs of the Muslims. That is my work. When I go home and, then I, and I want to vent and complain and I, want, and, I'm, and I need someone to listen to me, then I expect my wife to be that person. She must be the one to console and comfort me. She must be the one to say, "I'm in booking okay, now." Or, "I'm not doing well." Pass me a tea, or "I'm going to need a refill." Or, "The best one to do is go to work to find that." Or, "I need to do something to work out." So he's coming home, full of stress. Then the wife must be there. She must give that 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 hearing. She must be the one to just listen and console. Say, "Yeah, salaam. I said, 'I'm booking.' Do what now?" I'm going to go get some tea, tea mark, or some coffee. Right? You see? So what's happening now? This is softening the mood of the husband. This is relieving the stress. So things Mu'minin continues, he says, But when she is working 24-7, when she sees to the affairs of my children, when she is the one seeing to my clothes being cleaned, when she is the one tending to my food, when she is the one tending to the entire household, then if she wants to moan and groan, and she wants to blow off steam, should either not be the compassionate one, should either not give her the yearning, should either not be the one to console her, subhanallah. So vice versa, when we come home, sometimes we stressed, And then the wife also moaning, groan. The husband is explaining out the difficult day he had at work. And then she again is moaning on top of his head of the difficult time. She had again at home. And this one and this one. So we need to allow that type of communication in which we need to listen to one another at times. When he already comes at home in rage, or full of stress, then she went. okay, this, this is not the time now to complain to him about the children. Let him drink his tea, let him read his newspaper, or let him, let him finish his salah. So after that connection with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, definitely his mood has changed. And then the wife can now start communicating with her husband, and whatever problem she with, she may then had. So this is what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says. Once we do that in surah Ibrahim, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us that. <inaudible> the moment you show gratitude towards one another. So she thanks him for working, and he thanks her for working at home. And they thank one another for whatever favors they do on one another. Even though the husband knows it is my duty to to, to do nafaqah, even though the wife knows it is my duty to be kind unto my husband, they should still thank one another and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and they are grateful for one another. لَأَزِيدَنَّكُمْ Then Allah subhanahu wa will increase those favors and those bounties upon them. Amin thumma amin.
0: Mm-hmm. Sheikh, uh, just looking at some of the messages here and our time is uh, coming to an end as well. It's coming to a conclusion at this time. It's a few minutes before the waqt of word. It says, yes, Salam Imam, a Mashallah program, but what is so sad that the youngsters listening to these beautiful program is one out of ten. And parents do not relay these messages over to the youngsters. It's so sad our youngsters prefer the music stations, Ya Rab. And that comes from R.S. I don't know what R.S. stands for, but uh, yes, that's the person that sent it through. Sheikh, wanted so to true. share something with us as well What's taking place at
1: your masjid? Yes, uh, Jazakumullah Khair, Maulana. Shukran for the opportunities and for the lovely messages from the dear listeners. For min Allah. Those are reminders from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And we hope that um, there are so many reminders given with us during Jumu'ah. When our children come home after Jumu'ah, we ask them, "What did the Imam say?" So now we we inculcating that uh, we inculcating a type of um, discipline in our children to listen to the advices given to the in the masajid. And when you come home, you need to convey those messages. And likewise for the fathers, I always remind them, my community: when you listen to any advice, whatever whatever Jumu'ah you are, and you return uh, and you return to work after Jumu'ah. Then speak, they have a dialogue, discuss what, what you heard from the imam. So now you're conveying that message continuously. And that's what parents need to do. Convey that, that message to our children at all times. If the music is on, put the music off. Put the put the, uh, the VOC louder on the radio station. Then And then they will are forced to listen. Sometimes there's a message, I hope my husband, this is a good reminder for my husband, Put put turn up the volume even though he's working in the garage or in the driveway. So at least, at least, you will also get that reminder, inshallah, and vice versa. This morning now, with regards to our Blue Downs Islamic Society, we'll be having an eat and treat, inshallah, on Sunday, the 25th of October. I repeat, on Sunday, the 25th of October, and we're now only in September. So there's enough time for, for our listeners, alhamdulillah, to request tickets. And it'll be at uh, Country Manor at half past twelve insha'Allah ta'ala so it will be a lunch insha'Allah ta'ala now I need to explain to our listeners in aid of what this eating treat is it is in aid of our building funds our masjid insha'Allah ta'ala alhamdulillah for twenty years has been in the state that it is we had plans years back in order to revamp in order to build the actual masjid, but the masjid is actually just in the basement. We're performing salah, and when I look at the ceiling, that was supposed to be the first floor of the masjid. And we've been performing salah and conducting our masjid in that manner for 20, for almost 23 years now. So, Hamla, our plans have been approved, and for phase one to commence, my honourable dear listeners, I'm appealing to the to the gen- generosity of our communities. In order for phase one to take off, it will be at a cost of 5 million rand. Only. Don't forget that word only. Because Allah will be using me, Allah will be using your honorable self to contribute. But inevitable it comes from Allah Jalla wa A'la. And like we want to revamp our homes, revamp our houses, this is the house of Allah Subhanahu wa Ta'ala. So a ticket will be at a cost of 180 rand a hundred and eighty ran or for those corporate businesses who want to take an entire table inshallah ta'ala you are most welcome to do that alhamdulillah in the past we've had eaten and treats and uh, we try to fill the wall to capacity and therefore we want to go even above that and over that capacity inshallah ta'ala so you can contact nasima khan 0766 seven five double one nine. i repeat you can contact nasima khan on 07 seven five double one nine or Jamila Hendrix on 021 904 3231. Contact Jamila Hendrix 021 904 3231. And that is for our building structure, inshallah ta'ala, that needs to take off. But we needed 5 million rand, inshallah ta'ala. Any generous people out there, any rich uncles we have that want to give sadaqah, inshallah ta'ala, this is sadaqah to jariah that even while we're in our graves, the light will still be burning in that grave for the contribution we made towards the house of Allah Jalla wa A'la. Wa sallallahu ala sayyidina Muhammad wa ala alihi wa ashabihi wa barik wa salim wa sallama tasliman kathira. Wassalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi ta'ala wa barakatuh.
0: Shukran for Sheikh for joining us today. that Sheikh Nasser Barnes. We have to conclude now. Time is up. Shukran for joining us. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.